Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. I think what so many of us, if we were to be honest, really want at times, we just want a sign. I just want to know that God sees me, that God's with me, and, and our hope for you is that this time together would be that, would be a sign to you that God is with you. He's brought you here for a reason. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Jarrett. I'm one of the lead pastors here at Soul City, and for those of you who are here in person, Jeannie already said it, but you look fantastic. To the families who are all dressed up together, you get bonus points. Well done. Somehow you managed to do that and get out of the house. And to all of you who are here physically, who are avoiding the apparent snowpocalypse that we're supposed to have tomorrow, which could be anywhere between two and 84 inches and may start anywhere between noon and Labor Day, we're just, we're just, we're glad you're here now. We're glad you're here now. And for, for those of you who are joining us online right now, it's so cool to know, you know, there's people literally all over the world that, that join our church online. So we're so glad you're with us as well. Throw a Christmas emoji. If you can find one, that's the challenge. Throw a Christmas emoji in the chat. We are so glad that you are here too. I love this time of year so much. Anyone else love Christmas? I hate winter, but I love Christmas. That's how I kind of where I find myself. I love Christmas because it's all of the memories that I have for our family and then for my family. Growing up, there's all these traditions, some that have made their way from my family and Jeannie's family to our family. We all have these, these signs of Christmas that let us know that it's this special time of year. There's all these little clues that we have throughout our culture, signs to let us know it's Christmas time. You know, those things that you only do this time of year, right? There's, there's certain things that you only do at Christmas time, and that's how you know it's Christmas time. It's the season. From the elf on the shelf. Some of you know are familiar with the elf on the shelf. She doesn't appear all year, just comes out. It's a sign that it's Christmas. From the elf on the shelf to the snoop on the stoop. Again, it's another sign... <laughs> That's actually a real thing. It's a real thing. It's not too late to buy your Christmas presents. So from the elf on the shelf to the, to the snoop on the stoop, or how about from the arrival of our queen, Mariah Carey, as she appears every year to bless us with that one song that we've all heard too much by this point, to having to talk politics with your Uncle Gary, that's another sign that it's Christmas time. From all those deep and complex movies from Hallmark, all this so utterly unique and original works of art, to having to claim dibs every time you need to park here in Chicago. Those of you who live in the city know, by any means necessary, if you got to pull that nativity down to guard that spot, you will do what you have to do. These are all signs. They're signs that we see that we go, oh yes, that's right. I know what time it is. I know where I'm at. It's Christmas time. They're signs of the season and they're meant to remind you that it's Christmas. And while it's easy for us to see all of the festive and all those kind of familiar signs of Christmas, I think if we were to be really honest, it's just as easy to miss Jesus in the midst of Christmas. It's just as easy as we can recognize those signs to actually miss Jesus, to get so caught up in all of the Christmas craziness that you get to the end of it only to realize that you missed what it's all about. It's so easy to, to miss the meaning of Christmas in the midst of Christmas. Anyone else find it hard to find Jesus at Christmas in the midst of all? Anyone find it hard to, to connect with him around this time of year? So what I want us to just consider just for the next few moments, all of us here and those of us online, I just want you to consider this question for the next few moments. How do you not miss Jesus this Christmas? Simple question. How do you not miss Jesus 
this Christmas? What can you do to have this year be different than any other year? How do you not let all of the, the, those other things, and they're all good things, but how do you not let them keep you from the main thing of Christmas? How do you not miss Jesus this Christmas? Well, throughout the Bible, there, there were lots of people, just like you and me, who missed it, who missed God in, in the midst of their everyday lives. They had a hard time seeing God at work. They had a hard time hearing from God. They had a hard time believing that God was with them and for them. And so from time to time, God would give his people signs. He would give them signs to remind them that, that he was with them. And, and sometimes the signs that God would give would be so large and, and dramatic that anyone could see them. Sometimes, though, the signs were, were so seemingly small and, and insignificant, you might miss them. But all of the signs that, that God gives throughout the Bible are meant to remind us of God and then redirect us to God. I bet you, you actually are familiar with some of these signs. If you know the story of Noah, you know that at the end of the flood, at the very end, God gave a rainbow as a sign to Noah that nothing like this would ever happen again. If you know the story of Moses and God calling Moses into leadership, Moses was there and there was a bush that was burning, but it was not being consumed. And it was a sign to Moses from God that you were on holy ground. You're in my presence now. I'm calling you to something greater. It was a sign to him. And oftentimes these signs have a, a singular purpose. Signs are, are there to remind us that God hasn't forgotten us. And I need to be reminded of that. That I need to be reminded that God has not forgotten about me. He's not forgotten about you. God gave his people signs to remind them that he'd actually been with them all the time, that he was for them, that his promises actually would come to pass. In fact, there's a book in the Old Testament called Isaiah. He was a prophet. He was someone who spoke on behalf of God. And this is hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus was born. God actually spoke through Isaiah to give his people a sign. And the sign was a very, very specific detail about how one day their coming Messiah, Jesus, would be born. It says in Isaiah 7, 14, it says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a what? Everyone shout it in this room. We'll give you a sign. Kids, I did not hear you. We'll give you a sign. sign. He will give you a sign. And this is the sign. That there will be a virgin who will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Now, this is a very, very specific sign. He says, this is how you'll know that Jesus would actually be conceived by God through Mary. It's a sign to you that I have not forgotten about you. And I never actually would. I never will. And wouldn't you know it, some 700 years later, after God gave his people that promise, gave them that specific sign at the very peak and at the very pinnacle of the Christmas story, God gives another sign to the most unexpected, unsuspecting group of people, a group of shepherds. He shares a sign with them. There they are, these shepherds, in some random field in the middle of the night, minding their own business, just shepping the night away, you know, whatever shepherds do, that's what they were doing. And, and now, see, shepherds have become a big part of the story. In fact, you probably know about shepherds because of the Christmas story. And here's the good news for you, lucky for you, I actually happen to be an expert when it comes to shepherds. I know a lot about shepherds. Some would call me a shepherdologist, given my vast knowledge and history. Now, I learned so much about shepherds and what it's like to be a shepherd because I played one in the fourth grade, and I feel like <laughs> that gives me the authority 
to teach you about this today. Yeah, you probably recognize I was actually the lead role in the critically acclaimed private school Christmas smash hit, A Certain Small Shepherd. I played Josiah. So when I talk about shepherds, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so it says in Luke 2, 8, we got these shepherds. And this is what it says. It says that there were actually shepherds living, that's my field of expertise, living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And get this, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And I love the, you gotta love the Bible. Oh, also they were terrified. Just so low key. Like also, they were also pretty scared. You think, do you think if an angel just appears and all of heaven opens up and you're standing there in the middle field and there's no one else there but you, that you wouldn't be terrified? I think the original translation of the Bible said something like, and lo, the shepherds doth soil their cloaks. Because that's what I would do. Be honest, that's what you would do. If an angel appeared to us right here in this moment, they were scared. And you would be too, I would be too. But it says this in verse 10, the angel actually said to him, no, 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 do not be afraid because I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, Savior has been born to you. He is that Messiah, the Lord. Here it comes again, ready? This will be a what? This will be a a sign to you that you're gonna find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. There's a sign. Now you would think, you'd think in that moment that a sky full of angels, that angel was joined by a choir of angels and they began breaking it down to four-part harmonies and praising God. You'd think that heaven opening up and a sky full of angels would be the sign, right? That would be all the sign that I would need to believe in God, but that wasn't the sign, was it? The sign was really simple. It was really small. Honestly, easy to miss. The angel said, here's your sign Go find a baby in a little blanket. This is the receiving blanket that we brought Gigi home from the hospital in. Very, very, very special to us, but seemingly insignificant to you. There's a million of these. And so the angel sent these shepherds out to find a baby wrapped in some cloths, probably torn from Joseph's cloak in some borrowed room somewhere in the middle of town. Compared to a sky full of angels, this doesn't seem like much of a sign, does it? But nevertheless, verse 13 tells us this. When the angels had left them and and gone back into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, yeah, we should probably do that thing. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they did not waste any time. Now, for those of you who've had a baby or, or you know someone who's had a baby, you know that there's rules to newborns, especially when they're like, brand new, fresh newborns, right? Like people, they're like, there's visiting hours. You don't just show up whenever you want after someone had a baby. And when you do show up, make sure you bring a gift or a meal or preferably both. And if you do happen to show up and a baby has just been born, wash your hands. This is common courtesy, right? Shepherds did none of these things. They literally just crashed the party and, and any remnants of a silent night were just were thrown out the window when they arrived. Because verse 16 says that they... They hurried off and they found, they found, I don't know how, but they found this little sign. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger wrapped in the cloth, just as the angel had said. And when they seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what these shepherds said to them. The most unceremonious birth of a savior shared with the most unsuspecting group of shepherds, the glory of God come to earth in the most gritty way. And they wouldn't have been there 
they wouldn't have seen it if they had not looked for that simple, small sign. And I want you to think about, I want you to think about your life right now. And maybe there's some places for you where you feel, you feel stuck or you feel lost or you feel unsure. You don't know what to do. You don't know which way to go. And you're in maybe in a time where you're looking for some sort of direction or you're looking for, like we just heard that piece, a sign from God. And maybe you've even found yourself saying some version of, God, would you just give me a sign? I just need to know. I just need to see. And preferably, God, make it as clear as possible. And God, make it as obvious as possible. And preferably, do it right now, God, please. I just need a sign. Right? And what we want in those moments is we want God to give us something like this. Like imagine if the shepherds had received a sign like this. As soon as the angels left, people were just standing all around the town and the fields pointing this way. Come see the Savior. Come see the Messiah. Live animals. And just pointing them along the way, telling them where to go and which way. This would be a lot easier, wouldn't it? If they had signs pointing them exactly to the house where that little baby in the little cloth was actually lying. But we don't always get these kind of signs, do we? We want them. Make it obvious, God. Make it clear. Tell me exactly what to do, and maybe I'll do it. (laughs) This is what we want. And sometimes God does give us signs like this. Sometimes there are signs that are so obviously from God that we cannot deny it. But lots of times, do you know what the signs look like? (laughs) Lots of times in my life for me, they're a lot lot more like this. A little post-it note. (laughs) You know, lying in the junk drawer in your kitchen, up on a cork board where you might miss it. It's simple. It's subtle. It's small. Signs are somehow simultaneously all around us, and yet they're so easy to miss. They're so easy to pass by. But, but what, if, what if you begin to look at signs differently, look for signs differently? What, what if, like, imagine if you... If you saw every sunrise and every sunset as a sign of God's faithfulness to you that day, he gave you a new day and you get to go for one more. Every sunrise and every sunset, even when the sun sets at 3.30 in the afternoon here in the Midwest because God forgets about us for like four months. What What if just that, the morning, the evening, was a sign to you? What if every time you connect deeply with a friend and maybe there's some folks you're here with right now or you're gonna spend some time with some family that you just really love and you have, you know when you have that kind of deep connection, you're like, this is, this is just good. This is just a good person in my life. What if that was a sign of God's goodness to you? That he has not left you alone. He's not forgotten about you. What if every time you, you notice the seasons change, it was a sign to you every time spring comes because I know we get to that point where we don't think it ever will but then it does. What if that were a sign to you that God walks with you through every season of your life? What if you just began to even look at yourself, your own body as a sign of the goodness and glory of God, so intricately and intimately made by the hand of God that he must know every single detail of your life, and more than that, he cares about every single detail of your life. See, when you... you, When you think of it that way, when you look for them that way, the signs of God's love are actually simple to see for those who are willing to just simply seek. The signs of God's love actually are simple to see for those who are just simply willing to seek, to go looking for God. 
And as much as we'd love for God to, to open up the heavens and to, to send us angels, you know, like at Christmas and come down and tell us exactly what to do or, or which way to go, so oftentimes that's the sign that we seek. But the one that God's given us is waiting for us, just waiting to be seen. What if God's already given it to you? And it may not look like what you're looking for. It may be more ordinary than it is obvious, but it's, what if it was there already? And what if you, like those shepherds, were actually willing to seek, to simply seek for the signs that God has already given you? You know, I saw, I saw one this last weekend. I saw a sign of how God always provides. As much as I think, oh man, not this time, not this time, he always provides. Judy and I were out for breakfast on our day date, and we love day dates uh, because sweats are mandatory for day dates. You don't get dressed up for day dates. That's why they're the best. And so, you know, you're unshowered, sweats. And in this case, we were actually wearing matching sweatshirts uh, to this day date. So we were that couple for this date. And we were having breakfast together out in, in the Western Burbs, and we were, you know, we were just catching up. We were talking about life and talking about what was going on in our lives and in our family. We were actually at one point working through some financial decisions that we're in the midst of, of making and navigating and planning for with two teenagers who are going to be in college way sooner than we want them to be. And so we were having a financial conversation around that. And I was honestly getting in my head about the numbers. And I just kept looking at what we were talking about. I'm like, this is going to be it. This is going to be the first time God's not going to provide for us. And there was some worry and there was some fear that was rising up. When all of a sudden a family who'd been sitting a couple tables away from us was leaving and they came over and stopped at our table to say hello. I thought, man, the western suburbs really are friendly. It really, it really is nice out there. And, but then I, rec- I kind of like had that thing where like I recognized them, but I didn't know where I recognized them from. You know, you kind of do that squint, like I'm like trying to put it. And they told me, they told me that they used to be part of Soul City Church. They were part of it when they lived in the city and how important this church was to their marriage, and how important it was to their family. Their, this couple was there with their mom, and, and she said, yep, I started coming too when they were going because this is such a special place for them. And we just got to talk a little bit about that and thanked them for just stopping by and saying hi to us and wish them a Merry Christmas. And they went off, and we went back to our, our little day date, only to find out 10 minutes later when, when Jean and I were, were done, and we went to pay our bill, the server told us, that our entire meal had already been paid for by that family just a few tables over from us. I wouldn't have noticed had they not stopped by and said hi. Isn't that amazing? They paid for our whole meal. And you know what? I couldn't help but think in that moment. Why didn't I order the orange juice? Why, <laughs> why did because it's so expensive. And if I knew someone else, why is orange juice $4 at a restaurant? That's not right. That's not recession. That's just wrong. Anyway, after I had that thought, then I had another thought, more godly thought. And that thought was, thank you, God. Oh, thank you. That, that, as simple as it may be, it's a sign to me, God. I was all in my head. I was worried. I wasn't sure, God, that you're going to see us through these big financial decisions we're making for our kids. No, God, no, this is a sign of your goodness. This is a small little subtle sign to remind me, to draw me back to you, that you have always provided for us and you always will provide. It's so small. It was so simple. But it reminded me that God hadn't forgotten about me. 
And I'm not sure what it is that you're hoping for God to give you some sign about this Christmas. It could be about your finances. It could be you just feel like you just, it doesn't add up and, and you're not sure how you're going to get through this season. And it's heightened by all of this Christmas craziness. Or it could be about a job that you so desperately need or a job you're not sure you want to stay at anymore. You just want a sign. It could be around it, navigating a, a challenging or, or, or a difficult relationship. Maybe that gets triggered or stirred up around this time of year. Or maybe, it's, maybe for you, it's just you're feeling so distant and disconnected from God this Christmas. And you hear this and you see this and all the songs we sing and you just don't feel connected to it at all. And you're wondering if God might give you a sign this time that he's real, that he sees you, that he cares about you. And while I'm, I'm not ruling out angels waiting for you in the lobby after the service is done, I do know that God wants to remind you this Christmas that he hasn't forgotten about you. He sees you. He knows you. He cares about you far more than you could comprehend every aspect of your life. And the story that we've come here to celebrate at Christmas, the, the reason why it's so important to stop and thank God for the birth of Jesus is simply just because this. Jesus is the sign. He is that sign at the center of Christmas that reminds us that God has already always been with us. We stop and look at Jesus to be reminded you made a way for me. You came for me. You're the greatest sign of God's love in this world. And if I'm stuck and I'm lost and I don't know where and I want to see a sign, all I need to do is to look at that little baby in that little manger and say, you made a way. You came. That's the sign. Remember all the way back to that prophecy in, in Isaiah 7. He said that Jesus would be called Emmanuel. That would be one of the names they called him. And that name literally translates to meaning God with us. He's with you. He sees you. He knows you. He loves you. Absolutely loves you. He's with you this Christmas. And we wanted to give you a little, I want a little sign, a reminder of that God sees you. He knows you. A little encouragement for you in this season. And so actually in your Bible under your seat, why don't you go ahead and grab it? Or, or, or if you're up in the balcony, you go ahead and grab the Bible that's on there. There should be a little card that looks just like this. Go ahead and grab that right now. Everyone grab one. There's one for everyone. And those of you who are with us online, hang tight because yours is coming. We want you to go ahead and grab it now. Go ahead, grab the Bible under there. Everyone gets one. And here's what I want you to know. About a week or so ago, our staff actually wrote a note for you. And they didn't know that you'd be sitting in this seat tonight, but they trusted that God would have a word for you today. So I'm going to go ahead and encourage you. Hear all the people ripping up the envelopes? Do that too. Take a second right now and read this card. And let it be, an, just take a second and let it be an encouragement, a sign, a reminder to you that God is with you this Christmas. And then Jeannie and I will come back in a minute to lead you through some of our, our favorite traditions.